Boundaries come in many forms. Physical, mental, and emotional, off the top of my head. But the pandemic's blurred the lines in many ways. Some good, some that are less appealing. Stay tuned as Jen and I dive in and explore how boundaries at work have shifted. Oh, and they have shifted. Boy, have they ever. The Speakeasy Podcast, real talk about leadership and sanity in the creative industry. I'm Karen Steffel. And I'm Jen Estel. Managing creativity and business, we probably have an opinion on that. No prohibitions. Clearly, we have cocktails. <laughs> I mean, do we start with pants? No, which is no. why our cocktail is called Naked and Famous. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. It is so oh, funny. Remember those, remember those early in the pandemic stories about people not knowing how to the, that their camera was on? It's just yes. So great. Yes. Like, oh, there's a naked Whoops. person behind you. Oh, and this is some mezcal, which we have learned that we love quite a bit, some Aperol and some chartreuse and some lime juice. It's a good looking one. It's naked. It's famous. <laughs> oh, the boundaries. I mean, okay, let's, let's get right to this. Yeah. We, there's, there's been, there've been some good things, right? We, we know now, now sure. that we're seeing into people, we're literally seeing into people's homes or we have for two years. I've met everybody's dog and cat and stuff. I I there's something so charming about when you especially in those early days. It's like, oh, kid at school needs help while dad's in meeting, you know. <laughs> but um yeah, seeing people's homes, seeing like there's a there's like so much more humanity and context with yeah. the people and it's just not just not our teams, like with your clients. Yeah. And that's been so refreshing and fun. It has been. And it's interesting, you know, the client who has a guitar on the wall or the one who has travel photos and you just get a context in an instant that is delightful and, um, and crazy. And there's been a lot to like about that, but it is a weird boundary thing. You know, some people don't want you to see into their home and know about their hobbies. So when people use a blur zoom, what is your assumption? Well, my, I have two assumptions. Either I don't want you to see my space or I don't want to distract you. I think some people use it to, to be more formal. I think for sure it's, it's, it's putting a barrier back. Don't you think? Yeah, I think so too. Or there's a lot of laundry. <laughs> there could be a lot of laundry because none of us really bought our houses thinking about the Zoom background. No, none of us no. did that. Although I have seen some people who clearly have curated a Zoom background that's real. Yes, for sure. They've for sure. a lot of thinking about that. It's interesting though, you know, the, the whole boundary thing. And as bosses, we think about this all the time. And especially bosses who are moms. I think Karen and I, I think we both have this... Um, curiosity and tendency to want to nurture and ask the questions and how was your day and did you like lunch and are you excited about tomorrow and all of those things that you would naturally do and um that could be too much for employees i don't know maybe they don't maybe they don't want to share yeah and it's funny cuz we don't we don't ask those questions to be nosy we ask because we care we do the other thing though about working from home is it's charming it had its moment of curiosity now we've all figured out how to not walk in front of the camera minus our pants. But 
we're, we're existing in a different space. We are not leaving our homes, exploring the out of doors, getting in a mode of transportation, getting to the office. So those things that mark the boundary of time and help you shift your brain, those are broken down when you're not going to the office. Yeah. So there's, there's a mental wellness component to that. Well, and I even think the boundary, you know, I, I, you and I are working in our offices now, the, the nature of my day and how I get scheduled back to back to back with no buffered space because I don't need to commute to a meeting, you know, (laughs) my meetings are just back to back to back anymore. And so not having the space, like you said, to be thinking after a meeting as you drive back to your office, that doesn't exist. All my, all my meetings are virtual still. So, and so what you're saying to me is that that boundary between processes in your life and that ability to shift your brain mentally, even within your workday is kind Mm -hmm. of gone. Yeah, that's definitely gone. And one of the boundaries that I don't love is that I eat at my desk. We used to, you know, our culture was that we would stop and we would all eat together. And ha- and that was part of our social time at work. And we're not all back. And so we don't have a big table anymore. So we eat at our desks. Well, I keep working. When, when it's nice out, I will walk. But when I don't do that, I eat at my desk. And so I'm not even... I've t- I've broken a boundary with myself where I'm not taking the mental space I need to to digest creativity. Yeah, it's true. And so I I like, you know, I feel like we're a little all over the place in this episode, but that's okay. I like thinking about what are your boundaries with the new work existence? What is your life like? Where have your habits shifted? I think we're in the middle of a massive shift about how we think of the workday how we think of relationships, how we think of efficiencies. Mm-hmm. And um, and all of this is a mess and nobody knows the right answer yet. Yeah. I, I was hoping you weren't actually hoping I would answer your questions because I was no. like, yeah, I don't know. Oh gosh, no. I don't know. I had a meeting meeting today and you know it was going to be in real life and then someone was going to be out of town. So it was on Zoom. So then someone else who was out of town could be there, but they were on vacation, but at the meeting anyway. You know, it's like her boundary was blown. She's in some tropical environment and she's on a Zoom meeting with a committee because we can. So we broke that boundary and and pulled her in. She did it willingly, of course, but the point is with with the digital virtual environment that we live in, all those things that let you shut work off are gone. Yeah. And it's weird. Yeah. I had a meeting with a group of, I don't know, about 18 people and one woman really wanted to participate, but she was on vacation and she says, I'm, I'll be on vacation, but I will, I will have my camera off. And so, and I didn't know where she was going on vacation and she participated and I could hear her and it was fine. And then all of a sudden, and I'm sitting in my office and all of a sudden she must've touched the wrong button on her phone because all I saw was Tiki Hut and boob. I mean, (gasps) swimsuit boob, but yeah, still, still. Yeah. Yep. (laughs) I, I did a board meeting from my car the other day because I was trying to cram too many things together. And I had a moment where I was like, dear Lord, I could be on, am I on camera? I hope I'm not on camera. If so, they're seeing it in my nose. I just don't know what to do. Because, you know, you're trying to shove all these things together mm-hmm. because the ability to be there virtually has has made us able to shove it all in. Yeah. It's just too much. It so I guess the question, like the question, what? how do we keep our boundaries? How do we 
bring some boundaries back into this brave new world? Mm. I think you have to know, I mean, what I know is that my, all the boundaries are blurred, but I think if you really want to set some boundaries, you have to know what your boundaries are and they have to align with your values. You know what I mean? Like I gave up every night sitting at the kitchen table working, you know, starting at nine. I'm not going to do that to myself anymore unless I really have to and I'm on deadline and et cetera. But I, I used to do it every night and I just don't do that anymore. I spend time with my family. I spend time. That's my one hour that I get with Kevin after the kids are asleep before my eyes close. So um, you have to kind of figure out what's important to you and hope that when you're in an employment situation that that also aligns with the expectations that people have of you. But beyond that, I mean, I think you, and then I think you have to communicate it, be responsible for, for what that is. And, um, and then that way, you know, I, I have, I have coworkers that, that have communicated boundaries and I think I do a really good job of respecting them. I try. I'm, I'm sure you do. You tend to care about those sorts of things, you know, being a quality place to work. I'd say that's on your, on your checklist for sure. Thanks. <laughs> It's funny listening to you talk makes me think a lot about what are what are those boundaries? What do you need to integrate back into your life to make it feel healthy and manageable? And it could be something as small as requiring that every meeting is 45, 50, or 55 minutes, not 60. It could be as small as making a hard rule not to schedule back-to-back with no minutes in between events. And the thing I think in leadership you need to do, it, it's it's tricky because when you're leadership, you know that you need to work very hard and you need to model good behavior and you have 17 times more things on your to-do list than you will ever accomplish. So yeah. particularly when you're the leader, the inclination to cram it in, be back-to-back, be highly efficient is there. However, that is modeling for your for your environment. And so if you are behaving that way with your own schedule, you are subtly, even if unintentionally putting pressure on other people to schedule their lives that way too. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you were to ask, should your people schedule their lives that way? You'd say, gosh, no, that's not healthy. So I think <laughs> in, in, in trying to get the boundaries right, trying to articulate what those are for your, for your team and ensure that they are intentionally chosen rather than just fallen into by bad habit is very important. And then your job as as a leader is to try to hold yourself to the same standard and give yourself the same grace. So you're not modeling crazy treadmill behavior. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think part of what that comes with that is, you know, you said making sure that you're intentional and you're going to have 17 times more things on your to-do list than you can accomplish. But there's also a thing with boundaries where you can say no. There are times where you should say no. We've had that conversation. That's a really good idea. And there's also delegation or just asking for help. It's true. And there's taking time off and just a break and realizing for many people who are listening, the world will not end if you don't get that done. We can slow down. We can slow down. As a culture, we can slow down a little bit. I mean, on a different day, I might say we can speed up and do it all. (laughs) Sometimes we're in that mood. But I think that this exploration of boundaries, how they're affecting your folks, how they're affecting you, how we have slipped into behaviors, either with 
relationships with our teams or management of time that we might not have intentionally built had we been being intentional, it's a good time to maybe look at those behaviors and realize that what we're living in now is what it's going to be like, Mm -hmm. flexible, somewhat virtual, sometimes real life, very confusing, and maybe take the time to figure out what those boundaries should be. Yeah. And I think, I think, um, having a meaningful conversation around, you know, what, how can I signal, you know, need for sure. So whether that's, um, I will have my headphones on, or, um, it could be that you could set yourself as do not disturb on your chat whatever app you use for chat, you know, you, you turn on your do not disturb because, or you put on the calendar. This is my focus time. Only bug me if you absolutely have to, if I'm holding you back. So I think we can use, I mean, as tied to technology as we are, I think we could use it to support boundaries as well. Well, here's to making walls around things and clearing up some spaces for sanity and for cocktails. <laughs> so that, because nobody wants to be naked and famous. Well, no, they don't. Probably somebody does. I don't. No, but I do like this. The mezcal and the Aperol. I, it's, a, it's a good, interesting com- combination. You should check it out. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Here's the thing. I think I've come to the conclusion that I'm married to my job. As in you give it more time than you give to your spouse? <laughs> no, no. Okay, no. I'm at the 20 plus year mark. That's a fairly long-term relationship. And pretty unusual. In a culture of career ladders and pivots, what does it take to stay put for so long? Join us next time as we explore long marriages. Cheers.